This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Saturday, April 10th. It's the start of our weekend. Hope everybody is having a wonderful weekend. Hope the weather is nice where you are. Get to get outside and have some fun in the sun. So a couple of quick announcements. Remember, in about 28 minutes, we will do our weekly live Q&A. I will do that from my computer versus my phone and hopefully really get to dig into some of your questions. If you haven't been following the channel for very long, you probably should be because I've been right a lot about real estate here the last year or so. And unlike a lot of folks, I see a tipping point. Again, I can say that because I've been looking at my market for 20 years every day, and I've learned to see subtle changes, and I already see it happening We are going to see more inventory as we move forward. More inventory means, you know, more options. More options mean the ability to make additional deals. What we are really going to start to see is quality differences. And that's what we as investors have been missing. The supply has been so constrained that even junk was selling at stupid prices. And it's already started, right? Again, we have seen some things in my market that I think is absurd. I saw a two-bedroom, one-bath house, kind of a, I don't know, maybe a B-plus remodel, probably renter remodel versus homeowner remodel, so done on the cheap, asking $270,000 for a two-bedroom, one-bath house. That is, for my market, that's absurd. I mean, like, absurd. So again, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. People start throwing stuff on the market at crazy prices. The good stuff sells, the bad stuff doesn't. So again, what you need to be looking for is inventory changing, days on market, price drops. It starts subtly. We are probably still in an environment where some things will go on and sell at stupid prices at stupid speed, but if you're not looking every day, you won't notice the subtle changes. So I think our Saturday live stream today is going to be important for that reason. Uh, I know a lot of you, I don't know a lot of you, but a lot of people around real estate are starting to get discouraged. And now's the wrong time to be discouraged. Last year, we had 12 months of perfect storm driving inventory down, demand up. It never happened like that before. It was literally the tsunami pushing prices higher. Now the tsunami is retreating, but a lot of people are throwing in the towel and giving up. It's the wrong time. Buckle down, do the work. You'll get something this year. At least you'll be able to write offers you feel good about. In addition to that, uh, Anna Kelly, as mentioned yesterday, has created her private money content. I reviewed it yesterday and will be loading it in the course. Again, its content is free if you're already a member. Uh, I add content all the time. Don't increase the price. So you can look forward to that probably in the afternoon, given what I have going this morning, just for expectations. Worst case, Sunday morning, it will be there for you. And then lastly, 
we are eight, only eight reviews short of 500 on Amazon. So if you can help me get to 500 five-star reviews, I'd appreciate the assist. All right, so let's get started. Well, it's about to get interesting. I've been telling you for a while we are exiting the dark and entering the light. I think next week is it's going to be a good week, and it's just going to be another sign that we are getting better. What do I mean by that? First and foremost, right out of the gate, we got bank earnings. Bank earnings start on Wednesday. We got Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. Then on Thursday, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Citigroup. And Friday on Morgan Stanley. Why do I think this is the start? Well, if we go back a year, and you can do this because the daily financial news has been going on for almost two years now. You can go back and look. We were talking about all of the reserves for bad debt. And I don't remember who did it, but somebody did $4 billion and somebody did $6 billion, and they were just socking away bad debt because they didn't know what was coming. And I told you that I fully expect these, at least most of them, to have over-reserved because I expected people to bend over backwards, pretty much just like they're doing now. But guess what that means? This is good old accounting 101. You make a reserve for bad debt? And then the environment shifts, and you don't need that reserve anymore. You get to reverse it, and it falls to the bottom line. It's kind of like magic. So I expect most of the banks to peel off at least a billion, probably some of them a couple of billion. So that's going to be good news. Banks reserve for bad debt going down. I told you it was coming. It's coming now. Next up. And this is going for all earnings. For the last year, my largest complaint or largest realization is no company, or at least very few, were willing to talk about the future. Earnings statements, for the most part, have very little to do with existing quarter, right? Because the stock market or stock valuation, at least in normal times, is a future uh, discounted cash flow of future earnings. That's you know a mouthful for saying... It's a bet on the future. But what have we been failing to do? Most companies didn't want to talk about the future. They're like, God, my hair's on fire. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my people can work or can't work. It was ah, craziness. Guess what? Another sign that we are entering the sunlight is companies will talk about the future. You may not like what they have to say. I don't care. But as long as they're talking about the future, it is good. No, no, no. It is great news. It is empowering. It just shows you that other people see the sunlight. It is going to be awesome. So again, I expect that for all companies, at least, God, at least 80%, where the last year only 20% talked about the future. It's You're going to see this earnings season a market difference talking about the future. And again, I'm not saying here it's going to be all rosy because some of those companies have tough compares. Like Clorox, I would not want to be trying to freaking match Clorox quarter last quarter. Man, that year-on-year compare is going to suck. But it's going to be important. We have to talk about the future. The stock market really is um, a future indicator of where we think we are, fear and greed, simply said. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Next week, we got an important number on Tuesday. Friday's PPI, if you haven't seen that financial news, you need to watch it because it came in hot, hot, hot. 
came in at 1% for the month and 4.3 for the year. That's not good. But we got CPI. We're talking in consumer here, consumer price index. I expect this reading to be what I will call muted. It will probably still have a 1 on it, like 1.1, 1.4, 1.6. It'll be below Fed target of 2%. I don't know about you, but every time I go to the store, whether it's for my uh, remodels or for food or for gas, it's higher. I don't know how the Fed is doing their fake math, but I fully expect next month and the month after we are going to jump above 2%. I don't think they can lie to us that much for that long. CPI is going to run hot. It's just not going to run hot this reading. Uh, it'll be next month. We also have March retail sales. Retail sales, if you don't remember, were a disappointment in February. I think they are going to be a blockbuster in March. March is going to be uh, some revenge buying. We're going to have really the impact of stimulus. It is going, it's going to be another sign that better days are ahead. It's just, I'm so thankful we finally got here, right? It, it was a year of, oh, darkness. We are, mm, are we in the light yet? We might be halfway in the light. Like we're starting to feel the sun on our face. We're that close to being fully in it. So again, retail sales is going to be up. Already talked about earnings. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we got Delta Airlines coming out on, what is that, Thursday? Why is Delta important? Again, remember what I said earlier. Companies are going to talk about the future. I don't give a rat's tail about Delta's earnings this quarter because they're going to be terrible. But boy, tell me about bookings. Tell me about your hiring plans. Tell me about, tell me about how many more flights you're going to take. It's going to be an awesome next couple of quarters. Uh, we also have housing starts on Friday. It will be very interesting to see what that is. My suspicion is this reading is going to show a retreatment. Builders are running good businesses. Yes, we should all be upset that they're not building to supply. Excuse me, building to demand. But damn, what are they supposed to do? Their input costs are up over 100%. I saw a full breakdown of what build, you know, wood, windows, wiring, cement, all the things that go into a, um, into a house, they're up over 100% on average. So if a builder believes Jerome Powell, I don't, but maybe they do, and this is transitory, they should slow down. They just should. So again, I told you something that builders should be doing. They should be land banking right now. They should be going and buying as many lots as they can. Uh, but we shall see what where housing starts are. I'm suspecting it's going to be a disappointment, but we shall see. I uh, don't know if you saw this, but China slapped good old Alibaba, kind of like the Amazon of China, with a $2.8 billion fine for being a monopoly, technically for acting like a monopoly. I thought that was interesting. You want to raise taxes? Just start finding companies. That's, that's one way to do it. I thought that was interesting. Uh, the EU, as I talked about, I think it was on Thursday. All right, so I think we are back. I apologize for that. So EU has put out some information about their growth. They expect it to take off in the second half. But what's important here is to go back what I, with what I shared with you on Thursday. I think it was Thursday. It might have been Wednesday. The world is going to come out of this at different rates and at different times. While that may feel uneven, it's actually awesome for all of us because that 
region coming out after each other is just going to make the world economy get stronger going forward. We are, I really do think we're going to be kind of in a roaring 20s environment for three to five years. And uh, better times are ahead for lots of people. I think wages go up. I'm generally positive on where we're going, which is, God, it feels good to say that. Another thing I read, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a gentleman that played basketball named Dwayne Wade. Uh, I think he recently retired like two years ago. What's interesting about Dwayne Wade is he has lived on a budget. Uh, he made about 200, yeah, about $200 million playing basketball for 16 years. Uh, he is on record with blowing his rookie salary quickly. Uh, and since then, he has lived on a budget. A couple of things about this that I thought were important for all of us is A, he lives on a budget. B, he looks at his budget every 90 days. And C, when he wants to go buy something fun, he gets a side hustle or another gig or autograph signing or whatever the hell he does because he has the clout in name. But there's a lot in that that all of us should think about. Do you live on a budget? Do you have a side hustle where you can make extra things? Do you look at your budget every 90 days? Uh, I found that very inspiring, and I wish more of us, I wish financial literacy was taught in high school, frankly. But the fact that, yes, even the rich live on a budget, they think differently, they look at it all the time, and if they want something, they want to go buy a new whip, they go, okay, how can I make the money outside of my normal budget? I was impressed by that article. And then lastly, clearly Zillow's CEO, Susan, no, president, I should be clear, not, not CEO, president, Susan Daimler, I think she's a subscriber to this channel, secretly, like under a pseudonym or something, just kidding. Uh, she has basically said, we think housing supply is going to rise into the summer as people come off the sidelines. People want newer, bigger, different. I'm telling you, folks, it's coming. I've been telling you this for three or four weeks. The talking heads, the people that get on CNBC are starting to agree with us. This is not the time to give up. Yes, the last 12 or 14 months have been frustrating with no inventory. Time to do the work. Learn your market, know what average is, and let's have some fun. It, I'm not guaranteeing you'll get a deal. I just think you'll have more options, and uh, I'm excited by what is coming. All right, so I'm going to shut this down. Sorry for that little blip in the middle there. Remember, today's a great day to make some money. Let's be better than yesterday, and I will see you in a live stream in about 14 minutes. Bye-bye.